1: I'm so jealous of you, ladies, getting to go to the Ghost Paracon,
2: Chicago Hauntings, Dark Shores this weekend. Did you have fun! Oh my gosh, Mike, <laughs> you missed a good good time. So yeah.
3: much fun, and we
2: missed you there.
3: And we're a little wrecked. we a little wrecked for the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you know how you get so jazzed meeting all these cool people and everything. Yeah, and then you can't sleep, and 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 then you know you drive all the way home, and then at some point you just hit the wall.
2: <laughs> That's, all right. Yeah.
3: But That's and all right. We were
2: really jazzed because it was in that super haunted part of Chicago yeah. over on Archer Avenue by the Resurrection Cemetery where oh yeah, Resurrection Mary tries to get in, I guess. yeah. So we, everybody was telling stories all night long and just all kinds of fun and frightening things. Nice. <laughs> I, st- I still have my
1: Resurrection Mary button that we got at the oh, Richard Crow ghost tour. Oh, yeah. I still have that. on like one of my old jean
3: jackets. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was um. So it was really cool to you know see Resurrection Cemetery, but also that the, the conference itself was in the Willowbrook Ballroom, where where um Resurrection Mary had her last dance. A sweet venue. So I mean, and
2: where there's going to be an Elvis impersonator in a few okay. weeks. Okay. Uh-huh. So
3: there's always Harry a Robert. reason to go back to the Willowbrook <laughs> Ballroom yeah. when the,
2: when the king's around.
3: And then I want to go to that. And then we, you know, had the party at Chet's Melody Lounge. And, and that was in right across from Resurrection Cemetery.
2: Yeah. And we met a ton of people at our booth that we had. So I would like to give a shout out to anybody new listening that we met at the convention. Yes. Thank you. And then after there was a little bit of time in between uh, the conference and the party. So Allison and I explored the local area. And discovered this brewery.
3: Yeah, the Miskatonic Brewing Company.
2: Oh, man. So named after Miskatonic University of H.P. Lovecraft.
3: Absolutely. Name. And yeah,
2: so Allison saw that right away. And yeah, we decided we had to go. Yeah,
3: because so. Wendy was like, oh, I think there's a cool brew puzzle around. And then she's looking it up and. Miskatonic pops up, and I'm like, "That must be the cool one." (laughs) Um, And yeah, and that's
1: funny that you know the the first time I ever heard of Miskatonic University was when they visited it on the real Ghostbusters.
3: Oh yes, absolutely, (laughs) one of our favorite cartoons, Mike. The best. (laughs) But yeah, just um, you know, going there was a lot of fun because they have all kinds of HP Lovecraft stuff, the compendium of his stories. They have you know all kinds of murals on the wall of you know creatures from H.P. Lovecraft stories. And I drank a beer
2: called The Wicker Man.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, and, nice. And there's like Cthulhu everywhere, of course.
1: And The Wicker Man, real quick, Wendy also sings a song from The Wicker Man <laughs> in our Christopher Lee tribute episode. And I'm going to put that in the show notes. Oh, dear. Because Wendy sings Willow's song from the movie The Wicker Man uh, in our Christopher Lee scene. tribute. And that's a fun one.
3: Ooh, and I I want to go back and listen to that now.
1: Yeah, because oh, we
3: had some good pagan talk around the fire, so Excellent. we, yes, did. we did.
1: It was
2: so perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. We
1: also you also set up the equalizer in flames or Nicholas Cage in flames around Oh the fire.
3: no, spoilers, Mike. <laughs> not, <laughs> not gonna bring back
1: bees. Have you guys seen the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man?
3: No, I haven't seen either one actually. Which is oh man, I saw. It's just sad. I, I, I'm gonna I Netflix it tonight. I feel so so ashamed. I was one of the few that saw it on opening day.
1: So that's the Nicolas Cage oh, one. Mike, and I made You're dedicated. Because my dad and I loved the equalizer when we were growing up, and when I was walking around the the VHS thing at like the local sentry when we were kids, I was like, Dad, let's watch this movie. It was called The Wicker Man. He's like, Okay. We had to turn it off halfway through because it was all like pagans and boobs and human <laughs> sacrifice and mom like walks and she's like what are you watching but that's like some english bs from the 70s <laughs> and she's like turn it o- like, for the love of god
3: bob turn it off <laughs> yeah he, he didn't have good parental controls <laughs> <Not even here. laughs> on
1: the vhs we'll, we'll talk about so that's some more in a little bit yes when we bring bob and judy back into
2: the podcast so that's right. So you guys, but it was also exciting weekend too because um, we forgot to mention this last week. But I've started my new <laughs> partial career as a ghost tour guide. Yay! Yay!
1: Welcome to the club, That's
2: Wendy. Right. Thanks. So I, I did a Waukesha ghost tour and um, guided a group around, which was really fun. And there's some great stories that you have. Unearthed about the Waukesha area, Mike. So thank you. It's fun sharing those with people, and it's the great season for it.
1: So Wendy That's had a fun had a paranormal weekend. Allison had a paranormal weekend.
3: The best kind of weekend, and the next weekend <laughs> will also be paranormal.
1: Mike had a. I had a parental weekend. Uh, for the first time, took the baby out in the stroller, and that oh. was fun.
3: Yeah, hey, all right. Yep. So everything's
1: gone well, and our little girl is just the sweetest. So I've been having fun doing uh. that and uh looking forward to we're going to give a quick shout out real quick the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference October 15th and 16th it is going to blow your paranormal <laughs> so- your your spookiest socks if Right that like i've got i've got spooky socks i've got skeleton socks i've got raven socks and i've got like tombstone socks and all of my socks are going to be blown off by the party we're going <laughs> to have at the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference <laughs>
3: You've revealed so much about your closet and your, your, your fashion sense <laughs> on the podcast. Thank like, you. You know, Thank you know from, I, really I've only, I learn, I, I get a different side of you, like all the Star Trek uniforms you have hanging in your closet. I, I really had no idea.
1: Well, I, I try to make my closet as interesting as,
2: as I try to be. So <laughs> with, that means more costumes than actual outfits. And speaking of Star Trek, just real quick, we're recording this on Sunday, October 9th, so we want to wish Scott Bakula a happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Scott. Yes, Scott!
1: <laughs> so, um, we love you, Scott. Guys, <laughs> we do love Scott Bakula, and if you guys are new to the podcast, and new to uh, Wendy and I playing a band called Sunspot, and...
3: And everybody knows that, you know, no one can love you like Scott Bakula can love you.
1: No, you can't. So we released a song about Scott Bakula, and... Actually, it was used for Scott Bakula's 50th birthday party on the set of the Enterprise. So to have our song played on the set of the Enterprise to a Star Trek captain himself means that we can retire we, yeah, as people we were who almost have, ready to
2: <laughs> like we we almost had to shut the band down and right. just be done. Yeah, that because we made it.
3: it. Whatever. dropped drop the mic. Like
2: it's a, I, never, I never
1: dreamed about a top 40 hit, but I'll tell you what, I did dream about the Star Trek Enterprise. So that, that means he win, and uh, that is pretty awesome. So happy birthday to Scott Bakula, 62. You're still a good-looking son of a bee, Scott, if you ask me.
2: Handsome devil. He is. He is.
1: So anyway, the Chicago Dark Shores Ghostly Paranormal Conference, you guys got to attend that. There was a ton of ghost tours running around the Midwest. We all had our fingers in those pies yeah. this weekend. And, <laughs> and, I hope mine's cherry. But you know what? Of all of the ghost tours running this weekend, there's only one ghost tour that talks about clowns.
3: Ooh. That's right. And,
1: and that's the hysteria that's hitting America. Clowns. Can, I mean, this year more than ever, people are talking about killer clowns. and it, it, I don't even think that regular clowns, like if you are a regular clown, like somebody walking in the Great Circus Parade, the Great Circus Parade, Ernest Borgnine, coming full circle again. If you're a regular clown, you got to be like, oh my God, the jig is up. They know what we're here for. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they, they know the secret agenda. Right.
1: And, you know, I always thought that clowns were kind of stupid, but I never thought of them as particularly scary. <gasps> so when you guys think about your first memories of
2: clowns, what what do you guys think of? That's a good question. Like birthday parties, clowns yeah. making like balloon animals and stuff like yeah. that. I
1: think, I think about a Mac- McDonald's birthday parties. Like you'd go to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you'd have all the orange drink you want. Like, oh, my God. And all apple all pies. The yep. Give me some more of that orange drink.
3: You know, I think mine <laughs> was just those, those you know, like day glow portraits of clowns or like velvet paintings of clowns like from the Wait, 70s. where would you see a,
1: where would you see a, I mean, the, the 70s was a messed up time. Yeah. Agreed.
3: Where would I any, see any it? De- In the 70s.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any decade which, from which I emerged is going to be a messed up time.
3: Right, absolutely. So I think, you know, maybe just seeing those like starving artists exhibits with, with these maudlin clowns, I think that's what creeped me out because y- you just have a question about the motives, or, you know, why is that clown so sad, or, you know, what's behind the eyes of the clown? What, what are the, the, the real um, machinations going on uh, in that brain?
2: What real face is he making yeah. beneath that painted-on smile?
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I guess I never thought of clowns as evil until the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space came out when I was <laughs> a kid. And uh, that's such a silly movie. I guess they're making... A TV show of that movie now. The guys that came up with it, the Chiodos Brothers. And uh, that was one of our first Halloween covers of the band as we covered the song Killer, right. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> such a great song. It's such a great song by a band called the Dickies. Dickies Great Southern California, uh, punk band from the 80s. But I never thought of clowns as particularly scary. But I mean, when do you guys think the clowns entered the public imagination as something terrifying?
3: Well, uh, you know, probably with Stephen King's It. I mean, yes. Yeah. When, when did that book come out?
1: Well, that book came out in like 1986. Okay. But I think that, but the, the movie was on TV. Yeah.
3: Well, well we, know, we know then that it was before it. <laughs> because uh, speaking of somebody who's coming to the Milwaukee Paracon next week, Lauren Coleman has uh, studied the phantom clown phenomena. And that dates back into the '80s, the early '80s.
1: Yeah, so so let's let's go into that for a second. So so Lauren Coleman is America's Bigfoot expert. He is the cryptozoologist de jour, like he is the uh, he is the cryptozoologist cryptozoologist. I think is a good right. word. Right. So I, I'm I'm <laughs> that's a lot of <laughs> syllables. I'm super excited to meet him at the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference because we've been reading his books. I remember when uh, T. Krulos the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference announced on our show last year for the first time that Lauren Coleman would be one of the big guests at the Milwaukee Paracon. That was an exciting moment. It it was. And so not only is he the Bigfoot expert, but I mean, he is being interviewed all the time now because he's one of the guys that came up with the phantom clown theory. And that came from these sightings that happened in Massachusetts in the early 80s. And where do you think some of that, uh, the genesis of those sightings came from?
3: Well... I would trace it to John Wayne Gacy because um, he was convicted of his murders in 1978. So I think that that's close enough. Oh, and the, the reason, you know, I'm mentioning John Wayne Gacy is during the 70s, uh, he did dress up as a clown and work as a clown at children's parties. How disturbing is that? And he also uh, uh, painted clowns. Uh, that was his hobby other than, you know, killing people and burying them, in his, or killing kids and burying them uh, in, in his basement. <laughs> uh, his other <laughs> hobby was painting clowns. So to me, I mean, that's probably the, the natural outgrowth from, you know, all those news reports of, you know, John Wayne Gacy and the, the horror surrounding the discovery of the, those 33 uh, people underneath his house. In Chicago. Yeah,
1: this is a Chicagoland thing. So you guys were just in the home with John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. So <sighs> I can smell the face paint on you. Yeah. Oh, gross.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Cook County, Illinois. He, he was. Um, he sexually assaulted and murdered at least thirty-three teenage boys and young men between nineteen seventy-two oh, and nineteen seventy-eight. And if you guys are
1: looking for a very uh, a pretty balanced uh, depiction of it. The great actor, Brian Dennehy, plays John Wayne Gacy in a miniseries about the murders uh, that they filmed in the 1990s. And is, he like dresses up like the clown, does the whole thing. And it's a really balanced perspective 20 years on of the murders. And if you're interested, that's a, a a pretty interesting miniseries to watch that you can find with Brian Dennehy as John Wayne Gacy.
3: And I misspoke before because actually John Wayne Gacy, he was committing the, the murders uh, 72 to 78. But his conviction came on March 13th um, for, uh, let's see, he, he was actually sentencing, sentencing um, for 12 of these killings. Sent, he was sentenced to, to death for 12 of these killings on March 13th of 1980.
1: So Right. So this is a, this is a prime time for yeah. people to start developing the killer clown thing in their head. Absolutely. And John Wayne Gacy was never killed, was he? Like, he wasn't executed.
3: He was supposed to be executed. Was he executed? That, this I don't
1: know, but um, we can
3: easily find
1: out. Oh, no, he was. Lethal injection in 1994. Sorry, I thought that was. Yeah, yeah. I guess because in Wisconsin, we don't have the death penalty. Right. But to me, it's always like, nobody actually gets executed.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, But, But they do.
1: In Illinois, they do. Not only, what the thing is, what people don't know about Illinois is that if you go through the toll booths without paying... That's a death sentence in Illinois. What?
3: So make, <laughs> yeah, Don't I'm tell me. No, no, I have seven days to pay. I can't go can go online, spare right? spare
2: your own life.
3: Yes. Yes. yes because, you can spare your own life by
2: going online and paying you know, the 80 is cents. This my first
3: time, you know, when I went to the Dark Shores Paracon, my first time oh, no, I driving to Chicago. So um, I was just like, well, I'm just going to pay later because it says you can pay later. So I just went right through and it said I had seven days. So it's kind of be like the ring where, whereas the seven end of the seven days <laughs> approaches, I get these calls from Illinois from an Illinois number, and it's just a seven days.
1: And John Wayne Gacy <laughs> comes out of your television.
3: That, oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> so I, I'm, after the, I record the podcast, I will get on, and I promise, I promise Illinois, I will pay those tolls right away. Allison,
1: we need you. So just make sure, and I've done that. A, I've done that like a bunch of times. So when you <laughs> do it, just make sure that you use the exit number. That's just a. A pro tip: <laughs> Make sure you 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 take care of the exit number because that's what they use when you you're finding the uh, actual you pay what? for What I have tools. to
3: pay them individually. I went through a lot a lot of <laughs> exits. I went through a lot of tolls. Yeah, like, do you think they're gonna make it I, easy for
2: you to spare you, your own you, life? You
3: mean, I had to write them all down because I I didn't write them all down. <laughs> I thought they would just you know like if I would just put in my license plate number they would know. But but I I was supposed to be keeping track of that, was I?
1: Yep. Uh, uh, so here's. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm
3: the, as good I, as done I, for. That is yeah. a doornail.
1: Okay. Anyway, we'll okay. talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. But you can use a map online. To okay. Find okay.
3: Balls. Thank God. All right. I'm saved. So let's go back to John Wayne Gacy in um, March of 1980. So the idea that the whole um, Phantom Clown Panic of Boston that came about in 1981, you know, that is not too far off because we know that, for example, just just uh, you know, in recent times when like Charlie Charlie became that fad, um, you were talking about it in spring and then mm-hmm. it, it didn't reach uh, my kids. I teach elementary school. It didn't reach the elementary kids until that following fall. So... That, oh my goodness, that, wow. That's, that's a, but the
1: thing is, but it did reach your kids. It did. So they did do the Charlie so, Charlie it, so thing. So it did
3: trickle down, um, but it took time. And so I think, you know, for the whole... Um, phantom clown thing to to um, grow out of the John Wayne Gacy uh, situation. It took a little time, but I mean, they're so close together that I really think um, it almost directly uh, comes from the John Wayne Gacy case.
1: Well, and John Ga- Wayne Gacy was was a real life monster, and so you you take someone who was a real life monster, and then he he does this stuff. He he dresses up as a clown, and that's something. Obviously, the media is gonna latch on to because he also did like it was teenage boys um not necessarily people who weren't sexually developed so i don't know if he necessarily was a pedophile but it was teenage boys that he was attracted to and would murder and then kids see this stuff and then they start talking about like elementary school kids start seeing the clowns try to lure them into vans in massachusetts
3: right that was that was the legend
1: And that's what kicks this whole thing off. And the funny thing is, is that Lauren Coleman, the cryptozoologist, he's working in Massachusetts at the time. And that's why he came up with this phantom clown theory. Or this idea that now we're scared of clowns because of John Wayne Gacy. And people are seeing things. And little kids reporting stuff. And you know how it is with little kids reporting. Remember on Halloween... Um, like even our mom Allison. Yeah, like she would ch- check the candy. <laughs> our
3: mom was a, an exquisite purveyor of horror stories.
1: <laughs> she was the deliverer of horror stories, and remember, look looking through the candy because somebody might put a uh like a pin in it
3: or a razor blade, a
1: razor blade, a razor blade in right. the
3: apples. So you, you bite right. it in, you bite into the apple. You're you, you'll bite into the razor blade at the same time.
2: Just horrific. When did you did your mom ever check for that? Oh yeah. I remember that scare and the the candy bar. Like this is something about like needles and candy bars or something. I don't know. Right. Like people are just putting needles in candy bars just to be horrible. No, they're Uh, not. Right. And handing them out at at their home when kids come to (laughs) trick-or-treat. Right. Like like who would be the family that's like,
1: okay, well, we're gonna put some needles in baby Ruth's? And so everybody in the neighborhood, like all the kids eating baby roots, all of a sudden get a needle in their like in the up, upper part of their mouth. That person's going to go to jail. So you have all of these legends surrounding Halloween, and you have all this hysteria whenever you're talking about your children. So when kids say they see clowns, and you have the whole child molester luring clowns into vans, or people luring kids into vans kind of thing, it's going to freak people out. And so when kids report to their teacher... Or call in, like they did in nineteen eighty one in, in Massachusetts, they'd call these things in. Well, the police are gonna go nuts on it because if the police don't act on a, a child thing, they're gonna be fried. And so right. I, this leads to the first big modern clowns <laughs> and this is funny. <laughs> this is funny because this is, funny. this is this is two thousand sixteen and we're all talking as college educated people, and I'm saying this leads to the first Big clown scare of the modern era. <laughs> the
2: first one,
1: right. The first of many. But, but we're talking about like clowns in, in pop culture. And we talk about Stephen King's It. And it really was something. Tim Curry's performance, Tim Curry, uh, the actor, obviously brilliant as Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he's, he's the darkness, the devil in the movie Legend. Oh, yeah. I
3: love it. He, he's so right. talented.
1: Yeah, Tim Curry, triple threat dancer, actor, singer, like just brilliant. And then he plays Pennywise the clown in this <laughs> miniseries that we all, you know, that, that I saw when I was, you know, 13 years old and is a huge hit for ABC in like 1990. And it just, people start getting, you know, getting the crap scared out of my clowns. What's funny though is that Pennywise is not the first murderous clown to be committed to celluloid. In fact, 1987, you get a a movie called Blood Harvest, which is a a low budget film.
3: And this is the one that you were telling us about off air. (laughs) That's 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 awesome.
1: Okay, so there's this guy named Tiny Tim. And Tiny Tim has like this weird that's a cute through the with
3: me doesn't it go something like that <laughs> Thank you and, <laughs> that's not my real singing voice sorry guys Yep and Tiny Tim <laughs>
1: plays uka- he plays ukulele and he sings this. he's a, a massive guy and he's, he sings in a falsetto and he got married on the Tonight show which was his claim to fame is that he got married to Miss Vicky in the Tonight show and up until the Who Shot JR episode of Dallas and Roots in the late 70s, that him getting married in The Tonight Show was the largest television event of history.
3: Wow, I didn't know right. that.
1: Yeah, so it was, a, it was a huge deal, which is stupid. And also...
3: Our, <laughs> equally stupid.
1: Equally stupid is our parents met Tiny Tim in a, in a Las Vegas hotel elevator in the 1960s, All and right. that's their one... Sol-
3: <laughs> you, you brought Bob and Judy back in.
1: That the celebrity run and claim the fame. And this is where it gets more fun. So Tiny Tim is playing this killer clown in the movie. It can get more fun? It can get more fun. So Tiny Tim is playing the killer clown in the movie Blood Harvest, which is directed by uh, a low-budget horror legend, Bill Rubain. And so the female protagonist, of Blood Harvest, the scream queen, is none other than Wisconsin lottery starlet, Lisa Manetti. <laughs> So, okay, to explain this to anybody out of state, so we Please had explain. Wisconsin lottery. We didn't have the lottery in the Wisconsin until the late 1980s. So whenever, whenever you wanted to play the lottery, you had to drive to Illinois. You had to go across the border to do it. And so we used to do that and go across the border to play the lottery whenever it was a big, whenever it was some, some big thing.
3: Big jackpot.
1: Yeah, big jackpot. we drive across the border. <laughs> okay. So, so once the lottery.
3: they are getting quite an insight into our... <laughs> into her childhood inappropriate yeah. movies gambling horror stories
2: man that sounds like a fun family
1: <laughs> it was a fun family but the thing is so uh wisconsin lottery then had a show on saturday night where they'd spin the wheel and they even had like it was a little game show and i never remembered the guy that hosted but the woman they had like a vanna white her name was lisa minetti and she played the scream queen in the movie blood harvest with tiny tim Wow. Okay. Now, we want to connect this to Bob and Judy? <laughs> please, Again, please. Please
2: do. I'd love to know how you could connect this.
1: <laughs> She's got a twin sister named Lori, and Lori was an interior decorator at Ethan Allen on Highway 100 in Milwaukee, <laughs> and Lori Minetti is the one who ended up doing the decoration of our parents' house when they remodeled oh, it in Oh, my gosh. So six
2: it, degrees of my puberty right, is complete. It, it all comes full circle.
1: And I'm going to have to put a link to this in the show notes tomorrow because the Minetti sisters also wrote a fantasy novel and released it in 2050.
3: But does it involve clowns? Well, <laughs> I,
1: don't invo- I don't know if it involves clowns, but obviously Laurie Minetti has been hunted by Tiny Tim as a clown himself. That's in the right. movie Blood Harvest. And,
3: and, and you know, if you go to our parents' house, you'll see these big day glow clowns everywhere. Because of Lori Manetti's, or, <laughs> or, you know, just you know, her, the her trauma, sisters. her trauma was worked out through art, the art of interior design.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> no, art of interior design. I, okay, our, we we can our, ho- our house looks like the Great Circus Parade. <laughs> we
3: we kid, but but in the seventies they did have, um, huge huge, orange huge. mushrooms in the kitchen, so that was the thing that we looked at with. Every day, while eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, But with these huge, uh, oversized mushrooms in the kitchen, yep.
2: And that must explain why you love mushrooms so much. <laughs> oh my God. You do love mushrooms. She this is, is like I, I think with we're
1: mushrooms. making like
3: a breakthrough here.
2: I, I feel <laughs> this is like this has I've, been
1: a good session. Yeah,
3: it's been
1: a good session. <laughs> but our kitchen did look like something out of Lewis Carroll
3: because it was <laughs> it was like, very very orange
1: very orange like orange mushrooms and butterflies and like olive green uh things and and our parents are but the squarest people possible <laughs> like they're not flower children they're not i mean it really is like our father was like this uptight guy from the 1950s like joe friday from dragnet and judy That's is true. this.
3: it's <laughs> all true
1: And Judy's this virginal Catholic who's never drank more than two drinks at a time in her life. And when she does, she's like, I'm feeling flush, everybody. (laughs) So the idea that they have these
2: weird orange mushrooms and butterflies was great. Okay. All right. So now that we know... (laughs) Yeah. Everything about your your childhood yeah. and your parents, uh, and we connect to your design.
1: Let's connect it to the to the to the attack of the clowns again, <laughs> because the thing is, it's like this is not the first time we've had some kind of strange clown hysteria. So it, it happened in Massachusetts in 1981, and then it kicks off again in the late 2000s. This happens in 2013 in Northampton, UK. United Kingdom, there's this guy that just doesn't do anything harmful or whatever, but just dresses up as a clown when people drive by him.
3: Yeah, he freaks people out because he's out there on the road. You know, this lonely clown uh, doesn't look too happy. Right, a strange
2: place where no one expects him. That's the thing. It's not, you know, in front of a party store or in front of Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. It's just in a random
3: It's in the dark (laughs) at night on the street lurking in the shadows.
2: And so that happens in the
1: UK. And then let's bring it back to Wisconsin, because then the whole U.S. phenomenon kicks off in 2015 in November, where Wendy just did her ghost tour.
2: Wendy, tell us a little bit about that scary clown in Waukesha. <laughs> well, kind of the same situation, just a, a random clown in an unexpected place at an unexpected time, waving at passersby.
1: Yeah,
2: They're like, why is
1: it? Why is there a clown waving at me? And this happens in November of 2015. This is this is somebody
2: that's got some uh, disabilities, the, the developmental challenge. But nobody knew that at the time. So what happened was, you know, people started posting about it online and then it kind of swept the Internet as who is this mysterious person dressed as a clown? For no apparent reason. Yeah, and that's
3: how it kicked off in the UK in 2013 is through Facebook. People like reporting on the clown. And Facebook, oh, is, the Facebook, is, Facebook is
1: funny and the internet is funny because we have access to the real truth at any time. So if you want to find out, I mean, Snopes.com is literally five key presses away at any time. It's so, yet, yeah. yet people will see something on their Facebook wall. And they'll be like, oh, my God. And they won't do any research. They won't do anything. You know, this is, I just saw this yesterday. Um, We do the theme song to the TV show, The Deadersons in Rockford. Oh, yeah. Which is also going to, it's about to be on the air in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. And we'll talk about that more in November when we we do a, a show with them. But, so, there was this thing that went on the internet yesterday, is Rockford is the most dangerous city in the country, right? Really? It was a joke yeah no it was a joke article
3: oh yeah but but nobody (laughs) nobody got the joke because they only looked at the headline is that right mike
1: yeah that's it's exactly right the whole click when you clicked in it was actually that rockford was the most dangerous city for geese or something like that in the united states i mean it was something dumb but the whole idea was that everybody's like oh yeah rockford's totally dangerous man watch yourself when you go to the rock and you know all that kind of (laughs) stuff and you're like you're like get out of here! Like, you read the article, and that's the whole thing with the clowns. They see some kind of scary clown thing, and they think there's somebody dressed up like Ronald McDonald running around stabbing people. When it's just some kid who you know needs a friend or whatever, standing at the side of the road waving at people as a clown.
3: Right, and Ronald McDonald I'm trying is, to brighten is just, people's day, killing us slowly with the hamburgers.
1: <laughs> right, no, Ronald McDonald's <laughs> killing us with corn syrup and and uh, arterial sclerosis.
3: That's right. So he is evil. He's just you know. Not not very quick about it,
2: but the sad thing is the kid is not even dressed up as a scary clown. He's just a clown, you know. Because now we have our Halloween haunted houses and things that are chock full of just the killer clowns from outer space style of clown, you know, where they just look <laughs> intentionally right horrific. Yeah, <laughs> but he's just this kid is just dressed up like a clown, and so it's just the deep seated fear, the courophobia, yes. if you will, which is the the actual term for fear of clowns that is so prevalent apparently that people just see this clown not even mean looking waving at people being nice and friendly and that launches hysteria basically it's, yeah. it's kind of well, unbelievable and that
3: and that that is just scary because it shows that people aren't applying any kind of critical thinking they're just having a knee jerk reaction and going to the negative right away well you know
1: it's funny when you say the and we're talking about clowns it makes me so- <laughs> makes me remember something that I, I forgot about that one of the legendary movies that have never been released is uh, by Jerry Lewis. So you guys know Jerry Lewis. Uh, oh
3: yeah, lady. Right, Jerry. Oh yeah, Jerry Lewis,
1: the the absurd comedian.
3: Isn't he very popular in France? Right, that was the, that, that, on, that was the joke from the I, 1990s that he yeah, was popular in France. Got to check that on Snopes. But the, but the thing is, about <laughs> that's Jerry legend. Lewis is
1: Hey, he actually he directed a movie called "The Day the Laughter Died." And it was about a clown in a concentration camp. And this is a decade before Life is Beautiful. Roberto Benigni, remember oh, that movie? Yeah. And so he directs. I this- love
4: everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I kiss you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so <laughs> a decade before, you know, a while before, he dir- he directs this movie off this script, and this a uh, clown in a concentration camp. And then once he's he's getting to the editing phase, and he realizes this is a horribly. Misbegotten idea, like this is the worst idea ever. He buys the whole film. Jerry Luce buys the whole film of this clown wow. and makes sure that it's never seen by Aww. anybody. Ooh, the dead Atlantic people. Like it was Goodness. such. He realized it was in such poor taste that uh, he decided never to do it. And what wow. made me what made me think about that was I thought about, um, you know, we, we talk about chorophobia and people talk about, like, the kind of movies, uh, like, clowns are never even portrayed as something funny anymore. It is always just horror. Like, Rob Zombie's House, oh. House of a Thousand Corpses, S- the legendary character actor Sid Haig
2: plays an evil clown. Sometimes they're just jerks, though. You know, they sneak in the scene and, like, blast, like, sparkling water in people. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, like, doing the little prank thing, like, ha, 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 I gotcha. <laughs> It
3: almost seems like... <laughs> that doesn't necessarily be... mean they're evil, Wendy. <laughs> Just because they have a squirting flower. Or, you know, but they might know, set out it's... a banana peel. They're, they're not really, uh, still... in, in, you know, looking for you to get a head wound.
2: I w- <laughs> it's still a jerk move. <laughs> it is a
1: jerk move. But I would say clowns are more of portrayed as monsters in all kinds of culture now than they are portrayed as something harmless. Think about the movies that have come out. Shakes the Clown, Bobcat, Goldthwaite as like a... <laughs> evil clown Krusty the clown from the simpsons is like a chain-smoking hard-drinking old uh, uh borscht, crusty borscht belt comedian clown <laughs> bill murray in quick change he plays a clown that robs a bank that's the only movie bill murray ever directed so th- like clowns are never portrayed as anything nice and they haven't been portrayed as anything nice for at least a couple of decades so the idea so are, you, are you saying they're getting a bad rap what I'm saying is that I think clowns is something that creates joy, has had a smaller time in the public consciousness than clowns is something terrifying. Yeah. So we talk okay. about the the Phantom Clown thing, like almost all of our entire lives. If anybody ever said to you, "I like clowns," nobody's ever
2: said that. <laughs> Nobody has ever I'm said a, to I'm that. I'm a big fan of clowns. Right. There's probably some. Oh, never mind. Yeah probably some, like some weirdo right there's probably some or something
1: right instead of chorophobia it's chorophilia <laughs> you know that's like oh yeah i just want to do it with clowns oh,
3: oh. come on mike <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they got you know what they say about guys with big feet
3: <laughs> okay i already right, got one in <laughs> they wear big shoes all right yeah. we- <laughs> that's what they say wendy
1: we had to get some joke in there. And also the clown shoes brewery does make my favorite type of beer. They have a dark beer from Clown Shoes Brewery. And that's that's also a Massachusetts
2: brewery, Clown Shoes. So connection? Oh
1: so many
3: connections. Is there
2: marketing like does the marketing make the clowns look fun? Like fun loving beer drinking clowns, or are they like scary too?
1: No, the clown clown shoes have like uh like zombie clowns and stuff like So they go in it too. So the whole thing, like nobody... They go dark with it. Yeah, everybody goes dark. There hasn't been like regular fun clowns in my lifetime that I remember. And we can thank John Wayne Gacy for that or we can just say that, you know, it, it's more of an urban legend that
2: clowns are not scary than it is that they are scary. Well, I, in my lifetime, do remember clowns being fun because my brother and sister and I dressed up as clowns and we were in the 4th of July parade like... You know, riding our bikes,
3: Aww. in clown outfits. I just got a oh, visual. That's nice. That that is adorable. And we were happy
2: little clowns. <laughs> we were happy that little clowns. Nice. We were not evil.
3: <laughs> so you didn't have like I hatchets did. and sickles or anything like that. No, or fake no, blood. And it was fun.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, so this year it's taken off. So I mean, we're talking about the clowns as you know, friendly or whatever. Like that's this year, the people are fighting back. Okay, so these rumors yeah. of weird clowns, So people are do- are dressing up as clowns and walk, you know, and hanging out like this guy in Waukesha did last year. Except that guy in Waukesha really was just some lonely weirdo. What What's happening here is Green Bay June of this year. You get Gags the clown. There's a guy walking around the streets of Green Bay, <laughs> like just randomly, and people are freaking out, and it
2: makes the national news. I remember I put but it. But it was an evil looking clown too. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I feel like we need to clarify because the Waukesha clown was like a happy looking normal clown. Sure. Yes, and, and this guy was like dressed up straight up killer And from and outer speaking space. of
3: lonely weirdos, they're some of our favorite people. We should just say that.
2: Yeah. No question. I love yeah. I love weirdos. I am a weirdo.
1: So in Green Bay though, this clown starts showing up and this makes an astronaut. In fact, before we knew the truth about it, I put it in the See you on the Other Side Paranormal Newsletter, which you should all be subscribed to. <laughs> and you can Smooth, at, at othersidepodcast.com. Yes. slash subscribe is where you can find it. <sighs> and that where you That's can uh, you can get that, the five top paranormal stories every week, plus a cool paranormal song every week. But uh, so this happens in Green Bay. And everybody's like, oh my God, the, you know, the clowns are coming for us. And then they find out that it's a, uh, it's a setup for a movie. And they had used this as like oh, a, a... they were not cool. Right. So they were filming this for the movie. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to talk more about that in a little bit, about this movie in Green Bay, Gags the Clown. But this is what kicks it off this summer. So then we start getting copycat clown sightings in different states. And this starts happening uh, all over the country. And in South Carolina, well, that's when it starts getting uh, serious. Because people are just like, like Gags the Clown, just sat in the corner, like the clown in Waukesha, just sat in the corner, waved to people and stuff like that. But kids start reporting in, uh, in Greenboro, North Carolina, that the clowns are trying to lure kids into the woods with money. Okay? That's what's getting reported to the police. Okay, so what's happening is it's activating the same kind of spidey sense for parents that things did in 1981 in Massachusetts and people are like, Oh my God, the clowns are coming for our kids. And whenever people think that something's going to happen to their children, they go guano, (laughs) you know, they go straight up crazy. And that's what happens in uh, South Carolina. And the police start issuing warnings. They're like, yeah, we have to go investigate this clown stuff. And this now, okay. Clowns are after our kids. People start, you know, like just weirdos start dressing up like clowns all over the country. There's sightings everywhere. Two weeks ago, there's a sighting at Penn State. This one goes like viral on their Twitter and stuff. And people start saying, like, Oh my God, there's a clown at Penn State. They start forming hunting parties to go after the like big clown posse. Down.
3: A clown posse? Yeah. Oh, speaking yeah. of clown posse, what about the connection? with um, the Juggalos, the gathering of juggalos. the Juggalos. That, the
1: insane clown possibly. yeah,
3: Yeah, that, that also happened, well, it was reported on July 25th, 2016. Um, they want to actually have a, a protest in D.C. 2017, the weekend of September 17th. Um, they're looking for uh, some kind of march. Uh, it says we're gonna do a march on Washington.
1: Like the Million Clown March? Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> they, they, and and this, is, this is supposed to be coming up um, September 17th next year, so we'll have to see if that, that happens. They call the, the Juggalo World movement, right? Well, let's move. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's it, a quote. It, it,
1: really
3: I mean, I've known,
1: I've known a lot of Juggalos. Somehow. The thing about the Insane Clown Posse, yes. and to explain it to anybody who hasn't heard of them, they're like a horror core rap group from the late 90s so horror core
2: is, is rap. A very difficult to say word
1: yes and it's a very horrorcore. it's a very unique genre of hip-hop so it's, it comes out of just people singing about horrific kind of things uh just rapping about it it's it's kind of like the misfits is to punk rock like singing about horror movies and stuff that's what the insane clown posse is to rap and the first time horrorcore ever kind of went mainstream is to the soundtrack to this movie called *Tales from the Hood*, which was like a, a very like an African American centered horror film from the mid '90s. And then they had a whole bunch of horrorcore rap songs on the soundtrack. *Insane Clown Posse* comes from that same kind. Those they're not black guys; they're white guys dressed up as clowns. Uh, but that comes from the same kind of tradition. Now they've created this like huge following of people called juggalos. Juggalos dress up like clowns. They get, uh, they get insane clown posse tattoos, and it's basically a way to make your parents angry is kind of what <laughs> being a juggalo is. And we have plenty of juggalo friends.
3: Yes, yes, yes. So, so we're not making war. Some, let's some clear. of my best
5: friends are juggalos. Let,
3: let's make, make it clear. We are not making war on the juggalos, but, but we're just <laughs> reporting. So uh, please don't hold us accountable for anything.
1: And speaking of crazy things that happen in Illinois, the gathering of the juggalos every year, where Insane Clown Posse has a massive, like, big uh, crystal meth party in the middle of Illinois, uh, the gathering of juggalos also happens in the line of Lincoln. Interesting. So we talk about the, the crazy things that happen, like the, um, <laughs> the lethal injection that happens if you miss the tolls. Also, the gathering of juggalos happens uh, in oh, Illinois every single year. Yeah.
3: Well, let's talk about actual threat assessment. Related to this, so in 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 its 2011, I'm reading from Rolling Stone here, uh, national gang threat assessment. The FBI described Juggalos as a quote loosely organized hybrid gang unquote. And then the insane clown posse subsequently sued the federal police and the U.S. Department of Justice in 2004 to make them remove the classification, but a federal judge dismissed the suit. The the duo was granted a chance to appeal in uh, September two thousand fifteen. So it, it's interesting that there there is some like, gang classification. So actual red assessment having to do with a clown related band.
1: That's funny. I would never think about the juggalos as actually a gang, as just a bunch of like people that like to party and do crazy yeah. things. You know, the thing is, is that I mean, insane clown posse appeals to. What a lot of people would just call white trash, and that's a that's a, a social group that is deemed okay to you know okay to make fun of or whatever.
3: Mm.
1: And so these guys are just regular people like juggalos, g- juggalos and juggalettes. Oh, there. <laughs> and and I am not a fan of insane clown posse's music, but I find myself trying to defend <laughs> trying to defend the their juggalos. followers. And but it's just you know it's just something that's popular and that's a way to. For people to rebel and have fun and things and drink Fago soda, is their big thing. They drink a lot of Fago. Um, uh, no, Fago soda is the official soda of the Juggalos. Oh, now, why is that? Know. Why
3: would you have? I mean, do they do they have a sponsorship with Fago? No, I mean,
2: it's extra carbonated, so they can put it through this the flower like <laughs> the
1: squirting thing.
3: And it'll actually like put out an eye. <laughs> <laughs> because of that so extra now, carbonation, right Wendy
1: exactly now I find myself defending the juggalos but the thing is they are part of a social group that is deemed in America okay to make fun of so people will make fun of it and it will yeah, be that's and, they, true. and then the FBI is looking at them too like okay well they must be crystal meth and I, I made a crystal meth joke earlier in this podcast myself about you did so I am just as Shame. guilty as anybody else Oh yeah. boy. Okay, but the thing is, I know we're running out of time here, but the thing this is this has gone beyond. And the Wisconsin connection too. For the love of Christ, what is happening in Wisconsin? Yeah. That in Milwaukee, you get two juvenile girls arrested for making clown-related threats using social media in southeastern Wisconsin, copying dozens of similar incidents around the country.
3: Yeah, I just want to interject and say before that in Virginia though, there was a girl who actually approached a person through social media that had, uh, you know, their um, their profile picture as a clown, and um, she wanted to hire that person to kill her teacher. So, you oh. know, n- n- now we, um, as teachers, you know, have to, of course, watch out for maniacs who might come into the school, but they might also be dressed as clowns. So what's well, the
2: fact that somebody would think to hire a clown as a hitman? Yes,
3: but you know the cool thing though is, you know, this was a regular law-abiding clown <laughs> and of course the <gasps> clown reported it to police. So one of the good ones. This girl was, was arrested. But as you're saying, you know, there's been similar threats, you know, right here in Wisconsin near Milwaukee.
1: It's just crazy that now that people so I mean, Kawaskom Police Chief Tom Bishop tells WTMJ the teen was arrested for making terrorist threats, and a, and a 12-year-old girl in West Bend is arrested for making clown threats by text messaging. So
3: right, they people said, are- Yeah, let me just interject. They, were, they said they were going to hire these clowns to um, actually shoot up schools.
1: And what's funny here is that like, no crime is actually committed, and people are arrested for just talking. Look, little girls are being arrested for just talking about making clowny threats. Like, first of all, where is a 12-year-old girl gonna get the kind of money to hire a clown to kill up people? You know, like, I mean, what does she have in her piggy bank that she's gonna convince some clown to be like, yeah, I should go shoot up a place. So this is just, it's getting ridiculous to the point of people using clowns as some kind of strange boogeyman this year. Yeah. And the thing is like pranksters are now getting into it because they're like, yeah, we're going to be crazy
5: clowns.
1: And, uh, but there was a clown, a clown threat down lockdown in uh, Tennessee last month. That's right. so that exciting. happened near Nashville is that two schools were locked down after reports of clowns seen to- who are these clowns? We have to shut down schools.
3: <laughs> and it's interesting too, that um, even before that in the South, uh, there were reports of, you know, kids- Reporting seeing clowns in the woods, you know, coming out and trying to attack them, and and that became a, a big phenomena on on Twitter. So you know, it's not it's it's just really nationwide at this point. And when you combine social media
1: with uh, kids, with people's hysteria over their kids, then you have the clown hysteria of 2016 with some people having this idea that creepy clowns are coming for their children. And all, we, we know that the only real clown killer out there is Tiny Tim tip throwing <laughs> through, through the tulips of death.
3: <laughs> but I have, I have to sing it again. Tiptoe through the tulips. That's all I know, really. I mean, I mean I, I've never actually listened to the whole song, because uh, why well, would you?
1: That's all we need. Hey, it's it's perfect. the, it's like the New York times, the New York times last week. I mean, 12 people have been arrested facing charges of making false reports or threats of chasing people. So we've had arrests with this clown hysteria in uh, LaGrange, Georgia, You get a report of people dressed as clowns standing near a white van. Again, we're talking about the white van. Well, what are white vans known for? They're known for carrying bands and for molesting children. Free candy. (laughs) Right. Um, When authorities interviewed the person who called into the sightings, Brandon Moody, 26, said he admitted to making up the story. And he implicated his sister-in-law, Rebecca Moody, in calling 911 about seeing clowns. So Brandon Moody not only is a liar, he's also a rat. But, I mean, mean, this is going, and and the police are saying this is not cute or funny. Understand that if officers see this behavior, you're going to have to talk to them about. September 15th, Flomaton, Alabama, 65 miles northeast of Mobile. Um, They say they have credible threats to students at the high school via Facebook belonging to Flomo Clown or Shoot-a-Clown. Oh. So people on Facebook are getting threats from like strange clown accounts. And this whole thing, I mean, a lot of this is happening in the South, Virginia, Alabama, Annapolis, Mm. Maryland. I mean, Annapolis, Maryland does not feel like the South, but don't forget Maryland is south of the Mason-Dixon line. Reading Pennsylvania, a 16-year-old boy is fatally stabbed after a confrontation that may have been provoked by a prowler wearing a clown mask. So this is, a, this is in the New York Times, the paper of record, the gray lady. I mean, people are seeing, not this is a hoax, but somebody's getting stabbed, police are reporting, and people are being arrested. So here's the thing. If you are listening to this podcast and thinking about dressing up as a clown, do so at your own peril.
2: Don't do it. You will be stabbed. So and, do not do it.
3: Wow. Yeah, and and do have not do clown it. Uh, costumes been banned in some communities? I know some schools have have done so, and 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 maybe for good reason. You know, maybe they're they're thinking just what you're thinking, Mike. That that you know people will want to dress as a clown and um you know get in trouble with somebody who's not using their little things.
1: Yeah. Oh, October sixth, creepy clown gets beat up with a baseball bat in U.S. video. Oh my. What? And no. and this go, this goes viral. People are dressing up like a clown for jokes, and they think it's going to be funny. And then people kick their butts and beat them with a bat. And this this is the that's daily the stupid. Daily Mail
2: is a UK site, so people are and and they're uploading the videos on, on YouTube and Facebook and and Vine. And no, just because you're afraid of something doesn't mean you need to violently harm the right. person. You know, that, right. and that's the message. That's the message of every science fiction work ever. Just because
1: you were afraid of it does not mean that it's trying to harm you. Don't beat it up. So that's the point. So the thing is, are clowns scary? The answer is yes. Affirmative. (laughs) Are clowns really trying to hurt us? The answer is probably not.
3: That's right. And Stephen King, are you going to go into the next mic? So, Stephen King, we we talked about it before. And, you know, Stephen King has even quoted out uh, or, or, or tweeted out, I should say. Um, on October 3rd, he said, Hey guys, time to cool the clown hysteria. Most of them are good. Cheer up the kitties, make people laugh. So it's just gotten to the point where he felt that he needed to comment.
1: Right. That even the master of macabre, Stephen King has to say, and the man that created clown nightmares for more people than anyone in history has now said, Hey dudes, chill out with the clowns. So that's a good message. And, you know, and I think that this leads well in talking about fictional clowns. Uh, this leads well into our quick interview with, well, arguably the person that kicked off the clown hysteria this summer. And that is the director of the gags, the clown film, which will also be shown at the Milwaukee paranormal conference this upcoming weekend, October, uh, Fifteenth and sixteenth in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We'll have notes for that in uh, in the podcast. Uh, we'll all be there doing That's some right. awesome stuff. Wendy and I will be interviewing uh, Katrina from Paranormal Lockdown. Allison, what are you going to be doing?
3: Oh well, I'm going to be I'm going to be presenting on Milwaukee for Got a lot of news stories about uh, Wisconsin uh, and Milwaukee specifically, ghosts, uh, UFOs. And also a lot on local exorcisms, as we've we've touched on before in the podcast. I'll also be having a, a panel called "Yeah, My Business Is Haunted," so we'll be hearing from some local business owners about their experience with you know ghostly activity, and we'll talk about how being haunted has affected either for, for um profit, you know, for good or for ill. We'll be addressing that on uh, Sunday. Uh, yeah, lots of great stuff.
1: And uh, Wendy and I will also be playing at the Ravens Ball. Some acoustic songs on that, too. So anyway, uh, Milwaukee Paranormal Conference next week. This is also your first chance to get to see the movie
2: that kicked off the entire clown hysteria this summer. Gags the Clown. And so our good friend Cactus Joe of the band The Guppy Effect, a great band that uh, you can check out at guppyeffect.info, was up at the Oshkosh Horror Film Festival this weekend. And he interviewed the creator of Gags the Clown. So let's have a listen to that interview.
5: Hi, Mike and Wendy. This is Cactus Joe reporting live from the Time Community Theater in Oshkosh, where I'm at the Northeast Wisconsin Horror Film Fest. And I just watched a great short film called Gags about the creepy clown that you may have heard in the news media. Um And I'm talking right now to adam Krauss. I'm just going to ask him a few questions real quick. um He's busy grand handing people here and selling t-shirts so i'll just I'll be quick about it so um
0: you directed and wrote this film what was your inspiration for it uh the inspiration came from um previous stories I had heard back a couple years ago in two thousand and thirteen and two thousand and fourteen of of clown roaming uh it was First heard about a guy in England who would dress up as a clown and go out in city streets and bait people to take pictures of him. And of course, it blew up social media. And then there was a clown out in Staten Island and then in Wasco, California. And some of them turned out to be, you know, hoaxes. The one in California was a, a photographer who was just doing like a art assignment. But some of them aren't explained. And um, that just really interested me a couple years ago. And I thought... Um, I thought Hollywood honestly would take this idea and run with it because I thought it was just a really cool idea for a horror film, but... Nothing was coming out, and I had written Gags, and I kind of liked the direction it went, so I told myself it was going to be my next project. Great. And
5: Gags has also blown up in the local news media around Wisconsin and the Midwest. What do you think about the dramatic response that it's received?
0: It's been crazy. I mean, it's uh, we, we released those pictures, and I mean, we kind of, the cast and crew had a contingency plan where if no one cared, we would share the pictures a couple times, and then we just announced the movie a day later but people cared about those pictures and they started getting shared on social media and spreading. And um, before we knew it, national... Television outlets were covering it, and even you know, outside of the country, I mean, it got so crazy. I still can't even put it in the words how crazy the whole thing got. So,
5: I definitely saw it a few months ago and I was like, What's this all about? And I didn't even know about gags then. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts, man. (laughs) So, what do you think makes clowns so creepy, and why is there so much negative attention to them right now?
0: You know, I don't know. I obviously, with after the gags pictures went viral, there's been a lot of craziness going on in the country, but. As far as what makes a clown scary, I don't know. I mean, they personally never really scared me. But that being said, they can be scary in the right context. I don't know. Maybe Stephen King, you know, or when they did Stephen King's it for TV in 1990 and Tim Curry's Pennywise, maybe that just... Changed an entire generation of people into being afraid of clowns you know maybe that's what did it i don't know but they can be creepy so yeah definitely all right final question this is
5: what everybody wants to know does gags do children's birthday parties (laughs) gags
0: only comes out at night so the only way he would consider doing a children's birthday party is if it was held at night Maybe vampire children. There you go. <laughs>
5: okay, well thanks Adam Krauss. Yeah, no problem, Appreciate man. It. Yep. This is for the See You on the Other Side podcast.
1: One of the interesting things about this particular clown hysteria going on this halloween season is that people aren't really taking it lying down if they hear about a clown in the street on social media or facebook especially in colleges they'll go out and hunt the clowns down so this is a warning don't dress up as a clown don't pull the prank because it's open season on clowns out there and that's the inspiration for the song this week this song's called clown season
4: news danger in every corner we don't care if it's all in fun you come by a kid you'll be sorry
0: for listening to today's episode you can find us online at othersidepodcast.com until next time see you on the other side
1: oh yeah i just want to do it with clowns
4: (laughs) oh come on mike
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey 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 this is a quick weekly shout out to our patreon supporter ned who's at the level that gets a personal shout each week. And also thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are helping us out huge. And if you'd like to help us out huge, you can do so at othersidepodcast.com slash donate. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Have a great week and we will catch you next week.